0: But it's time that I can't use Rosemary on the door In time that I can't use It seems like sage is all It's away.
1: that time once again, time for Best Buds on 980 WCAP. We educate and inform you about the marijuana industry in Massachusetts. And we're live at Treehouse Craft Cannabis, 61 Silver Lane in Dracutte. Closest and most convenient recreational cannabis store to Routes 93 and 213, just minutes off the highway. You can visit their website, visit TreehouseMA.com. Treehouse Craft Cannabis open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday from 10 to 6 for your shopping convenience. My guest today is Phil Bailey, and he is the dealer for Bailey's Buds, a local company, local cultivator. Phil, welcome to 980 WCAP again.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Now, I have a question for you. In the last uh, program, we talked about the different uh, ways that you grow it and uh, uh, how unique your system is. Uh, tell us how you deliver the product. I mean, I can envision, you know, armored cars leaving your facility uh, because you don't want to get, you know, Held up by somebody on the way. It's it's the kind of product that uh, you know. It's almost as good as money to, to a lot of people. Um, so, how do you do, do the deliveries and stuff?
0: So that's the thing. Like when we were first starting selling a few months ago, yeah, you can. There's delivery services that you can pay, but uh-huh. they're kind of like a flat fee to, regardless of where you're going. So it might make sense to pay them. You know, 300 bucks sure. to go to Cape Cod. Oh, yeah. But I'm paying them 300 bucks to go 10 minutes over to Treehouse. From, that doesn't make sense. You know, same town. Yeah. So we had to find a workaround that. So we got our old family car, the Toyota Corolla. <laughs> we got it outfitted, uh, to meet the CCC's rigid security standards, which luckily, you know, you don't need an armored car. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's not quite that severe. You need to have cameras and oh. all kinds of stuff, but not, you know, it's nothing that can't be done. And, you know, that quickly became a little bit limiting, you know, the small trunk space. Sure. So we were going to do what, you know, the industry standard is, which is to get uh, like a Ford Transit type van, like a smaller cargo van. Yeah. But, you know, we were dealing with uh, the car supply chain issues. Right. And really hard to procure one of those and, you know, without paying an astronomical sum. Right. So we ended up thinking a little bit outside the box it kind of just came together and instead we got a minivan so we're driving around in a Honda Odyssey like
1: soccer moms
0: exactly <laughs> exactly and you know it's a nice touch because you know back 10 years ago the feds you know they took all our assets and everything and sure we happened to have a Honda Odyssey you know for taking everybody to the hockey games and stuff we needed sure. that trunk space so it was a nice little touch it felt like the right move uh we didn't we thought we were gonna get the ford transit and the, the supply chain issues happened and I was like you know what this feels poetic enough let's do it
1: i'm surprised you weren't using like a 1965 volkswagen uh, bus you know with the curtains and the windows
0: that's that actually has been workshopped you know we were thinking maybe some kind of elaborate you know Pimp mobile type yeah, structure yeah. that's we have to wait a couple of years till we pay off our debts you know sure. before we start doing that sure. but that's definitely in the cards next
1: now do you have to have like a security guard with you or like somebody in the front and the back
0: yeah so the the regulation is that you have to have two people in the car and you know a lot of people right now are trying to rally to change this cuz it, it can be a lot more economical Oh sure, especially when you're doing like a home delivery rather than a delivery to a, a dispensary to right. have two people in the car.
1: Now, is that something that eventually you'll be able to do as home delivery, or will you always be a wholesaler to the dispensaries?
0: Yes. Yeah, so there is um, a provision where. Home delivery is supposed to be prioritized for social equity companies. Uh huh. And, uh, so we're definitely exploring that. You know, it's, I think it's a little complicated, but that's an idea that we're trying to pursue is home delivery. And, uh, but for now, we're still just going straight to people. But there's, so there has to be two people in the car, right? Okay. And that's kind of a nuisance, but we make the best of it. So, me and my good pal, Oliver, we do all the deliveries. He comes up usually just once or twice a week. To Let me guess.
1: He's a, bi- he's a big guy, very intimidating.
0: <laughs> you know, he's tall. He's okay. tall. A little bit lankier. But, you know, if if fight night comes, I think we'll, we can take anybody. I got you. Us.
1: I got you. All right. So uh, why don't we talk about some of the uh, strains that you're featuring, Absolutely. Uh, that you're growing over the era, uh one of them, uh your first strain ever released was a golden papaya. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so that's uh you know a special strain cuz it was the first one we put out and the very first place to get it was right here at Treehouse. And that was really awesome to launch, you know, we sent over a bunch so the bud tenders could all try it right off the of day one and uh-huh. and that was a, a pretty great, a pretty good hit. People really like golden papaya. It, it's really I would say it's really a great strain. Especially for that kind of wake-and-bake mindset, you know. Obviously, it's good other times per day, but I'm saying, you know, I'm waking up. My routine is I got to get coffee, some joints, you know, and just chill for a while just to start off the day. So that golden papaya can definitely be a good one for that.
1: Okay, does it taste like papaya?
0: It does. It has, you know, a very tropical taste. So a fruity taste almost. Yeah, I'd say papaya-esque, you know. Tropical t- flavor. Smells the same as well. Very tropical scent.
1: Ah, okay. Now, what about uh, Liberty
0: Haze? Liberty Haze is, you know, one of our strongest strains. It's uh, really powerful, really potent. So, you know, just be aware of that. If you're picking it up, that's, you know, what a lot of people are looking for. But it has a really great, clean, refreshing taste, you know.
1: And I understand that began as an imported. Uh uh, strain.
0: Well, that uh, strain is developed by Barney's Farm, uh, which is out in Amsterdam.
1: In they, the Netherlands. Yeah. Oh. They
0: are uh, a really top breeder of strains. So they've, you know, had some prolific ones that have won cannabis cups out in Amsterdam. Uh huh. And that's been, that's one of our go tos. It's one of our core strains.
1: Uh, what about uh, Blue Dream Sour Jack?
0: So the Blue Dream Sour Jack, we're calling that one the Mount Rushmore of weed strain lineage because you know those four names right there; those are the you know the the lineage that they descend from. They're some of the most you know popular and iconic strains in the in weed history. So uh-huh. this one is really an amazing, amazing strain. It's uh, similar to Liberty. It's a little bit less like super. Potent, powerful, but still a really hard-hitting uh-huh. and just a great kind of any time of the day strain.
1: Okay. And uh, now this one sounds interesting uh, for the Halloween-type season. Noxious Brew.
0: Yeah, the Noxious Brew, that is, um, you know, our one of our Indica-leaning strains, you know, definitely. Okay,
1: what does that mean?
0: So, you know, there's the Sativa-Indica breakdown, which is very commonly used in the weed industry you know there's limitations to the term but it can be a helpful indicator of what people might be looking for to help them so typically when people think indica they're thinking a little more of like a nighttime strain perhaps to certain degrees but the noxious brew that's a really one of our our hard-hitting indica it's a really beautiful strain you know beautiful hues of purple and in, in, the, in the noxious brew so if you're going for that indica look it's perfect perfect for that
1: okay now for those who are you know listening to us and saying gee i want to go see where they grow it you are not open to the public right
0: exactly you know we're uh <clears throat> no one can come in unfortunately
1: is that a state regulation, or is that a company regulation? Well, you know,
0: you can you can have visitors if you sign them in and everything, but, you know, it's not like Treehouse where you can just pop in any right. time of the day and be welcomed with uh, open arms. We might be like, what the hell is this guy doing here? If <laughs> <laughs> so Don't show up.
1: I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay.
0: But if you're walking by, you know, if you're in that area, it's a beautiful, just the water, the building, and, you know, we're, we're focused on – Rehabilitating the building as well. Obviously first we were really focused on the inside, but as we start to, you know, get our feet under us, pay back some debts, we're sure. really focused on restoring it to, you know, its its mill glory. And so, you know, right now it's still got its you should take a look right now if you're passing by to see its before look. Right now it's still like, you know, kinda of boarded up windows and graffiti. Come back in a couple in a few years, it's gonna be looking a lot nicer. And we're also trying to explore the idea of turning the dam into a hydroelectric power source. Oh, really? In the early stages, but that's our our, our goal.
1: So you were able to obtain the water rights.
0: Well, you know, we're still in, like, the theoretical phase. Ah, of it. <laughs> okay, wanna, okay. But we're working on, that's the goal, that's the idea. Okay,
1: and you're right near the uh, Owen and Ollie's restaurant, right?
0: Exactly. you got some great local restaurants right yep. nearby, which is, you know, perfect when we're working too hard. Owen and Ollie's, you got some great pizza stops just uh you know brick brick oven pizza up there sure. is a go to for us.
1: Now, I know in Massachusetts there is talk. I'm not again, I don't know if, if this is already happening, but are they are they coming up with say smoking rooms in different parts of the state?
0: Yeah, so they um they that's been like approved and they're working on actually letting them open, you know kind of soon theoretically now is
1: that something that you guys might consider doing or are you going to stay more on the growing and production side
0: yeah we're really interested in that because the um the licenses for social consumption you know cannabis lounges are being restricted for the first three years to social equity applicants so
1: oh okay
0: that you know kind of encouragement we're Definitely hoping to pursue that. Right now, we're still have a little too much on our plate with all the weed stuff, so we haven't been able sure. to focus too much on the next move. But we're hoping to get one of those.
1: Okay. Now, I assume that on all your uh, packaging, your glass jars that the flower comes in, you have labels and whatnot.
0: Yeah, we uh, you know, we try to have keep it fun with the labels, do different designs. You know, the Liberty Haze. Uh has a really sweet label right now. And obviously, you know, keeping it compliant with all the necessary information. Sure. On the bottom of the jar, you flip it over, you'll find all the testing information.
1: Now, do you guys in-house design your own jars? you have a graphic person there?
0: So, you know, it's a team effort. And uh, we come up with the, 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 design, the designs in Adobe, get them printed with some great... Uh, local massachusetts label makers that we're working with Ah. and so on those fronts you know we're only getting crazier with the designs trying to get really cool ones working with some of massachusetts top label printers who are really doing some exciting things so keep an eye out for those they're about to get even better
1: sounds good sounds good now what is your favorite product
0: well, you know, Liberty Hayes has been my go-to strain the most, I think. Like, you know, it's hard to choose favorites sometimes, but if you're asking me, I'm going hands down, Liberty Hayes. My brother, Alex, he'd be saying Blue Dream Sour Jack. That's his go-to. I still love that one, but, you know, if you have to choose, I'm saying that's okay. my pick, Liberty Hayes. Alex's pick, Blue Dream Sour Jack. So if you're listening to this, you're saying – Let's try a strain. I'd say choose one of those two. Okay. They're both, uh, you know, sativa-leaning hybrids, and they're both going to get you really, really high. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I'd definitely start with those two if you're new to the Bailey's Buds.
1: What's your Uh, advice for someone who has never used the product before as to how to get started uh, for the first time?
0: Well, you know, I would say if you're a first time user, you want to really guarantee that your experience is going to be optimal, you know, rather than someone who smokes all day. He doesn't mind trying something that's going to leave him with a bad taste. So I would say if you're a first time smoker, you know, get our stuff because it is going to, you know, the indoor, no till, living soil grow is going to give you that best experience, especially if it's your, you know, it's your first time. A lot of people, their first time was, you know, getting that horrible weed that their brother <laughs> the gave Acapulco
1: or <laughs> Gold they found yeah. on the streets in the '60s. You
0: don't need to do that anymore. Go to Treehouse, get the best stuff they got. You know, I'm gonna say it's Liberty Hayes, uh-huh. and uh, but maybe maybe that's a little potent for your first time. Maybe first time guy, Blue Dream Sour Jack, pick that up in pre roll form if you uh, uh-huh. if you don't want if you're, you're new to the rolling or if you don't know how. <laughs> find find a friend who's, you who can introduce you, but. Definitely make sure you're starting off with some Bailey's Buds for your first time if you're not a smoker.
1: Okay. Now, uh, how many different strains do you have growing at one time?
0: Um, you know, we're we're getting kind of more experimental with strains. So we have our, our core strains, which I would put Liberty Haze, um, Blue Dream Sour Jack, Noxious Brew in those categories, right? Uh-huh. And then, you know, we're so we're not big. We're not like proprietary genetics guys. A lot of companies might be like, "Oh, we have our own, we breed our right, own." Right. Right. We're hoping to do that down the road, but right now we're focusing on taking, you know, some of the best genetics and giving them that living soil run, you know, to I help gotcha. them get their best possible growth. So, we're tr- we're, you know, excited to be bringing in some new strains, so keep an eye out. Uh, a treehouse, they're always going to be getting them first, of course. Yep. But, you know, we're excited to be bringing some new strains, and it's going to be exciting. But okay. for right now, we've got our core three for, I'd say, the next couple months available, which is that Liberty Haze, Blue Dream Sour Jack, Golden Papaya, and you definitely can't go wrong with trying one of those.
1: Okay. Now, folks that want to find out more information about Bailey's Buds, they can email you info at com or they can visit your website, which is Bailey'sBuds.com. We are talking today with uh, Phil Bailey. He is the uh, uh, dealer, I guess is the way you like to describe yourself.
0: That is, yeah, you know.
1: The liaison, the salesperson that well, goes you, around well, to all the different. You know, I try
0: to stay away from saying salesperson. You know, they kind of get a bad rap sometimes. Okay. Not trying to, you know, the good thing about good weed is it sells itself. So I just need to be there to facilitate the deals. All right. You know, I'm not trying to push it too hard. Right. But it's, it's good stuff, so it's worth it's worth a try.
1: And you're listening to Best Buds, being brought to you by Treehouse Craft Cannabis, 61 Silver Lane in Drake It. You can go online and visit their website, visit treehousema.com, or you can stop by. They're right off Route 113 in Drake It. They're open Monday through Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Or you can call Treehouse at 978-971-0420. So, uh, your dad, uh, when he first decided to get into the business, uh, what did the rest of the family have to say about it?
0: Well, you know, we were all like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> we don't got money. You just got out of prison. You're working at the pizza shop right now. <laughs> and, dad, there's uh, a good
1: pizza topping, you know, sprinkle a little, yeah, looks like oregano. That's true. You know,
0: <laughs> that's not a bad idea, but... We all thought he was out of his goddamn mind when he <laughs> when he said that, but it was really just the strength of his you know his drive to make it happen, so we were able to take what we had as a family you know luckily he had he'd accepted a plea deal uh-huh. to go to prison, and we were able to uh keep our house our family house. And so we were able to take whatever money.
1: That was in Watertown, in right? In Watertown, okay. yeah.
0: So we were able to take the money out of that house, the value, as no. the seed money for this. And thanks to some really amazing friends and family investors that kept the, the, the whole thing f- f- stumbling along until uh-huh. we could secure a bank loan. So there's a lot of times in the process where it was like, we're about to go under. Like, what were we thinking starting this? Sure. Spread? Thankfully, it's all, it all worked out in the end. But we thought he was crazy.
1: Now, do you guys did. live in it now?
0: Yeah. So you know, we still drive up from Watertown, but oh, we're you do. um you know we're hoping as we get some more cash in the door, we're still in our first you know six months of operating. That right. we're going to be getting a, you know living up here more as well.
1: So how long did it take you to take the uh, uh the factory, the uh, old Butterworth factory, the mill from uh, the way you walked in and saw it the first day? until you were planting your first plants?
0: Oh, man, you know, I'm trying to remember the exact amount of years, but it was something like three years. Oh, that long. And, you know, you first you have to rent the building before you can, you know, before it's even approved. Sure. So it's really risky. So I remember walking in there, you know, seeing these low-slung ceilings from saying the what the like, hell
1: are we getting into oh God!
0: <laughs> and it took a lot of work and it was you know we had amazing contractors doing a lot of the you know technical stuff of course but a yep. lot of the heavy lifting was just the core family walking around doing horrible odd jobs yeah. so I'm, mu- I'm glad not co- to be going back to
1: that <laughs> it must cost plenty to convert a building like that
0: yeah and you know Luckily, we were able to make it happen with the the bank loan, Bay Coast Bank, who's been uh, supporting cannabis industries in Massachusetts. But it was it was a really tough process, and you know delays are always happening, uh-huh. keeping it going. So by the time you know we actually sold the fir- our our weed for the first time, it was like we were about to go under right at that very moment.
1: <laughs> there must have been a lot of excitement when you made your first sale.
0: That was really exciting, and it felt. Truly amazing to be doing it uh, over at Treehouse, and you know they—they're really in it to change the way the industry is working. So they were key. They were with us, you know, from way back, helping us along the way, and especially as we came to as we came to market for the first time, because we were all just focused on, you know, getting the harvest going. The four sure. of us early on. And then we actually had some weed. and we were like, oh, sh- damn! Now we have to have to sell this stuff. Like, what the <laughs> hell do we do? So luckily, you know, Wes and Terry were super helpful in showing us and helping us get some connections off the bat when uh-huh. we didn't really know we were doing it. Now, so they've been in, they're, they're integral to really helping change the industry, focusing more on supporting craft cultivators and smaller businesses. Which you know, a lot of companies, even if they're they want to do that, when it comes down to it, and they have a million things on their plate, they're not prioritizing it. But Treehouse really sure. makes sure to focus on that quality and helping crafts
1: so you mentioned you're 23 now you've been working uh getting the building ready for a couple of years did you have any other kind of a job outside of the industry before that
0: well uh you know i was a college student and you know i was studying had some side jobs i was uh Pretty much all set to have a uh, my career that I was studying for, which was such, what, by the way, which was to be uh, an urban planner, city planner. Ah, and so I was getting ready. I had like a, I'd had a nice internship the year before, and I was getting ready to do that again. Uh huh. Got canceled because of COVID. Right. And so I was like, well, this is perfect because that was right when the weed thing was really starting to sure, need some more sure. manpower. Because off, you know, I say three years or something. A lot of that first time. We weren't in the building all day, you know, working like my brother still had his uh, his tech job. And right. My dad was still working at the pizza shop. I was yeah. still in college, ah. but it was kind of perfect timing right when uh, COVID hit and canceled my school. I was able to get gotcha. you, you know, learn remotely and cancel all that. It was perfect timing to come back and ah. get this started.
1: Now, folks, have any questions? Do you get many phone calls over there?
0: Luckily, not. And, you know, maybe oh, okay. stick to the email because we're probably not going to answer the phone. All right.
1: Info at BaileysBuds.com. You can also visit their website, BaileysBuds.com. Uh, you have uh, Instagram, yeah, social media.
0: Uh, really encourage people to follow the Instagram. That's where the most action is. And it's BaileysBuds and then an underscore.
1: Underscore. And make sure okay. you type
0: that in exactly because Instagram kind of makes it. Tough to find cannabis businesses,
1: and there's a link uh, from baileysbuds.com dot com over to your Instagram. Exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay.
0: check out uh, the website. We're working on it. You know, it still needs some love, but there's a category called the Buds where you can see a really sweet map of all the dispensaries that were available at. You'll see Treehouse's beautiful logo. Okay. Right over in Drake it, and some other some other of the top dispensaries across the state.
1: And you can only sell within the state, right? Exactly. I thought so. Okay. All right. You've been listening to uh, Best Buds here at 980 WCAP. Our guest today was uh, Phil Bailey, who is the uh, dealer for Bailey's Buds, and uh, their products are available at Treehouse Craft Cannabis, 61 Silver Lane in Dracott, the closest and most convenient recreational cannabis store to routes 93 and 213 just minutes off the highway minutes from new hampshire minutes from the seacoast uh to visit or order online go to visit treehousema.com their store at 61 silver lane their dispensary is uh, open daily monday through saturday from 9 a.m to 10 p.m sundays from 10 a.m to 6 p.m and uh Their whole philosophy is rooted in the belief that everyone should choose their own adventure in the stores. They pride themselves on being informative and not intimidating when it comes to marijuana. They offer an uh, inclusive space for experienced users, first-time shoppers, and everybody in between to come and have fun and be comfortable. They invite conversations around cannabis and culture with a curated space that feels like a... Break from the Ordinary. They're located up on the second floor, so just uh, come up through 213. Uh, well, 113, rather. From 213, you can get to 113 very easily. And uh, it's on Silva Lane, right behind Dominion Trucking. We hope you'll stop on by and, and visit them and tell them you heard about them here on 980 WCAP. And this program is brought to you every Friday afternoon at 535 and Monday night at 7.05, we educate and we inform you about cannabis in Massachusetts. I'm Gary Francis. Thanks for joining us.
0: on the door in time that I can't use. It seems like sage is all the rage with the hippies nowadays. But it's fine with wine, rosemary, don't mind.
1: I use. I can't use.